Hey, y'all. Real quick before I hit play on this episode of Familypreneur for you, I want to be sure that you know that I have a brand new podcast available for you to check out. It's called Just Marketing, and you can find it on this podcast platform. Go ahead and search for Just Marketing and hit subscribe so you don't miss anything. Then come back here and listen to this episode of Familypreneur. It'll still be here waiting for you. Welcome to Familypreneur, the podcast for parent entrepreneurs, raising kidpreneurs. It's time for your weekly dose of inspiration and actionable tips to build your business and find better balance, all while strengthening your family. And now we'd like to introduce your host. She's my mom and the bomb.com, Meg Brunson. Hey there, thanks for joining me on another episode of the Familypreneur podcast. We are in the middle of a really special series of interviews with industry-leading experts who also happen to be speaking at the Become Influential Virtual Summit, June 8th through 12th. Become Influential is a summit I created and hand-selected each amazing speaker for to support busy parents through the process of building profitable businesses without sacrificing family time. If you haven't already gotten your free ticket to the summit, you can grab that at becomeinfluential.com. And now I'm excited to introduce you to Kaylee Giacome and talk about all of the legal requirements for your business. Hey, Kaylee, thank you for joining me today. Hi, Meg. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so excited to have you. I am looking forward to you being one of our amazing speakers at the Become Influential Virtual Summit, which is happening June 8th through 12th. And you're presenting on Tuesday, June 9th, which is our day for business tools and strategies. And you have such an important topic. You are representing all of our legal advice. (laughs) Well, maybe I shouldn't say that, right? There's probably a disclaimer that it's not legal (laughs) advice. I'll let you give the disclaimers, but you are talking about getting things legally in order for our business which as I can attest is so important. So thank you so much. And I would love if you would introduce us to you a little bit, your family and your business journey to entrepreneurship. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So, you know, the information that I'm covering isn't the most exciting or the sexiest information about running a business, but it's absolutely vital and it's important that you get your legal ducks in a row. Um, So a little bit about me. I have a law firm, Brand Law Boutique, where I practice trademark law exclusively. And then I have a separate business, Contractista, sell contract templates and website policies. So the boring stuff that you need to have to run a legally protected and compliant business. So my journey into entrepreneurship um, happened somewhat unexpectedly. Um, I always knew that I wanted to be a lawyer. But I also always wanted to be a mother. And specifically, I wanted to be home when my kids were little. Um, So, you know, I kind of had a vague plan of how this was going to go in my mind. Um, And I thought I would just, you know, take a long maternity leave um, when my first child was born. But, um, But when she was born, I decided that I just that's not what I wanted motherhood to look like for me. I really wanted to be more present and I saw other people in other other industries that had, you know, more of that freedom lifestyle, that flexible um, career, a a home-based business. And I really wanted that for myself too. And I also started to find that I really was interested in building brands. So I set on this path of entrepreneurship 
thinking that I actually was going to leave the law completely and start a totally different business. And the reason I was kind of thinking that was my experience in the law was as a trial attorney. So I was a federal prosecutor and then I was an assistant attorney general. And so that is completely not flexible. Um, you know, I can't, I can't be at home with my kid and then um, I mean, I guess I, I could have made it work, but it's it definitely just wasn't the vision I had of entrepreneurship. So I kind of um, was starting to give up on that track until I met another trademark attorney who um, worked from home. And I actually had a background in trademark law um, before I was a prosecutor. All of my internships all through law school were in trademark law. And so the light bulbs just started going off. On, this is something that I can do that's transactional, everything is filed online. Um, another great perk is, um, you know, you have to be licensed in each jurisdiction where you practice. And typically if you were practicing like personal injury law or family law, I'm licensed in New Jersey, so I could only take clients from New Jersey. But because trademark law is federal, I can take clients nationwide and even globally if they're registering their trademark in the in the US. So I can appear before the US Patent and Trademark Office with my New Jersey license representing clients from across the country, which makes it a lot easier to run a home-based business. Um, so that was kind of how I started Brand Law Boutique. And then um, slowly I started getting requests for people needing contracts for their business. And I could only work with New Jersey residents again. So that was a limitation there. Um, so then I started my contract template shop. And so that's not a legal service. I'm not providing legal service. It's just a template that um, people can customize, but it's designed specifically for their niche. So a graphic designer should have a very different contract than a photographer or a life coach. Um, so the templates have that niche um, and those needs in mind. So that's what I do now. And um, I work from home. Usually my daughter goes to school two days a week. Of course, now we're in lockdown. So we're all just home as one big happy family. And um, I am transitioning a little bit into starting to help other lawyers um, who want that lifestyle freedom as well, um, learn how to build a virtual law firm model. Oh, awesome. So, I mean, I learned something here too. I didn't realize that for like trademark filing that you could use, like that there was that flexibility. I've always thought that being, you know, I'm an Arizona resident right now as an example. I always thought that I needed an Arizona-based attorney kind of for everything. So I didn't realize that trademarks were different in that. Yeah, um, trademark, if you're dealing with um, federal copyright as well, um, immigration law, you probably don't have any U.S.-based immigration needs. But um, if you did, you'd be able to work with an attorney in any state. Oh, so fascinating. And yeah. I also love the contract templates. That was one of my favorite things uh, about, about what you offer, just because I feel like it can be really hard when you're starting out to figure out exactly what you need in the contract. And even if it's just like the, the building block, you know, before you can afford an attorney or, you know, I, from my experience, you can correct me if I'm wrong, it, it may be less of an investment if you're just having somebody review a document you already created. That is absolutely versus, true. Yes, yes, it's, it's much more cost effective. Um, and, you know, it's, you don't know what you don't know. So sometimes you might, if you're relying on a template that you find online that's free, 
and you are reviewing that yourself, if you don't have the legal background or knowledge, it may seem sufficient, um, but it's really lacking. So for example, a lot of the um, client software management systems like Dubsado and HoneyBook, I use HoneyBook personally, I love them, but um, <laughs> the templates that they'll provide you are really not robust at all. They're very, very bare bones. Um, and they're really not going to, you know, get into the nuances um, that each person needs in, in their particular niche. And I can agree with you. And on the other side, I used Obsado and love them. Hmm. And when I first started, I did use a template from them. And then I hired a local attorney draft. And it's amazing how and different I'm sure the difference was dramatic. Yes. And even yeah. through just talking to the attorney about my business and my needs, the attorney can bring up things that you don't even consider. Oh yeah. Part of your contract. Like, yeah, so absolutely. Is, like, like with my agency clients, well, how many phone calls do you have with them a month and how many minutes per month? And I'm right. like, no, it's fine. It's fine. And she's like, it's not fine. It's not you fine. Yeah. It. And, yeah. And then, you know, once you have, you know, more experience in business, those are the things, the things that become the headaches or the things that you want to make sure are in your contracts. And then other nuances, like just for an example, if you're a graphic designer and you create a logo for someone um, and you give them that logo, you would assume, like, you would think that common sense dictates that they own the copyright to the logo that they hired you to make. But copyright law does not assume that. It's the author, the creator of that logo owns the trademark and, and I, I'm sorry, owns the copyright to that design. Um, and there are exceptions, but typically that exception is that the person is hired as an employee, like a W-2 employee, mm -hmm. not a freelancer. So um, to deal with that, you have to transfer and assign the copyright of that design to your client. And those are things that people, you like, you, you wouldn't know that if you didn't know that. Right. So ultimately you provide a super important service. And I also love that you added at the end that you're also going to be providing those trainings for people who want to go into this line of work. That's something that we have a lot of our speakers in this summit also do that. So it's like they provide a service, they teach you how to do that thing. But then if you want to create a business in that vertical, they can also help you. With, they can also help with that process. And I really love that that's something that's on the horizon for you too. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Now let's talk about the summit specifically. So I know we've talked a lot about kind of what you do, but what are you going to be teaching us at the summit? What are some of the takeaways that our attendees will be able to expect and look forward to? Yeah, so we are going to go through all the really must-know information. Um, so starting with should you be an LLC or a sole proprietor, um, choosing a business name for your business and making sure that you're not infringing on the trademark rights of someone else. That's really important. Um, protecting your own IP, what you need to have in your contracts, and then the legalities of email marketing um, and having the proper you know, privacy policy in terms of use and things like that in place. So all of that really exciting stuff that you need to know, but um, it's going to be in a pretty presentation and we'll bring you through all the information. Um, and, and I think it's going to be really valuable for everyone. It's definitely going to be valuable. And I think it's one of those things that you, a lot of people with early on think that they're small enough you know, that they can kind of just scoot by. It, it doesn't really matter. But growth happens quickly. 
And especially yeah. if you're happen if you're in this summit, growth is going to happen even quicker for you. So you really want to make sure that you've got these legal building blocks in place to protect yourself and to protect your business. Because the last thing that you want to do is be like a year or two in and realize that you have to rebuild something from scratch. Yeah, absolutely. And then the idea that, you know, because you're early on in your business, that you don't need to have these protections in place. I mean, you, because you're early in your business, you're probably going to make more mistakes early on than later on. You're going to learn a lot. Um, and so, you know, things that like negligence, um, you know, breaching your contract unintentionally, those kind of things, those kind of mistakes tend to happen earlier on in business. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This has been, I feel like this has been valuable. I even learned something just from this little short interview. Um, And I, I just, I highly encourage everybody should be getting their ticket to the summit. Obviously you can go do that at becomeinfluential.com completely free to get your ticket. Um, There are a ton of great presentations. There may not be time to attend them all. However, don't overlook the importance of your legal foundation. So definitely make sure that you're checking out Kaylee's episode or Kaylee's session, which will be happening June 9th on Tuesday. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy, hectic pandemic schedule for this call and also for pouring so much value into the summit materials. My pleasure. We're all busy. I get that. Believe me. But before you do anything else, hop over to becomeinfluential.com and grab your free ticket to the Become Influential Virtual Summit. It's happening June 8th through 12th, and you definitely don't want to miss it. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Do us a favor. Share this podcast to a friend. It's like my mom always says, sharing is caring.